0: Thanks for tuning in to Monday Mess, a motivational and educational series for success where Jules and I review articles related to dental stink and the dental industry. Please sit back and enjoy listening while you learn. Today on Mess, we'll be reviewing an article from Dental Products Report what your lab tech wishes you knew about your denture orders. The most labor intensive and time consuming dental prosthesis are dentures for both you and your lab. With more steps and less margins to work with dentures can also be very frustrating. We spoke with a lab expert to get insight on what could make the whole process more comfortable for all involved. Josh Gall, a general manager at Axis Dental Lab, says getting the correct bite registration is the most significant challenge for both dentist and the lab. The lab needs to correct bite and comfortable vertical for the patient to set the dentures. Plus, both the lab and the dentist want to ensure that the teeth line up with the midline. Now there's a lot of little things that come into play, and yes, the whole measuring twice cut once and it's all in the planning and all of those cliches work for this situation, says. One of the trickiest things is when the lab doesn't get adequate bite registrations back from the dentist. However, Gail says that he understands while bite registrations can be less than optimal at times, especially for existing indentulous patients who is ordering a new set of dentures. How do you take an accurate bite on somebody that has no teeth? How do you articulate something that doesn't have anything opposing it? Because they're not going to bite gums to gums, if you will, Gail says, There's some golden rules when it comes to creating a denture concerning ideal space and openings for patients. However, for existing denture patients that have been in dentures for long times, there are other biological factors at work, Gail says. There could be bone resorption or the loss of vertical because their bite collapses over time. Well, how do you accommodate for that? How do you get them back to where they were before they started? Previous sets of dentures, Gail says the dentist challenges during the bite registration. Also, there could be corrective factors at work. The dentist might adjust the opening because their temporomandibular joint, the TMJ issues, or jaw relationship issues. So, I get it. It's not the easiest thing for dentists. We try to give them all the tools they can when we start to make the job as easy as predictable as possible, Gail says. Gail hasn't had a significant issue with resets on denture prosthesis. He feels fortunate to work with experienced dentists who give his team the proper indication and right opening. However, it isn't always perfect. Sometimes the problem doesn't stem from the doctor at all. Sometimes it's the patients who don't know where they are supposed to be with their bite. Gail gives an example of a worst case scenario where the patient bites on one way on a Tuesday but bites differently at try-in. So the lab moves all those teeth to the new bite and at the next try-in, the bite is off again. Only this time maybe the teeth are touching the way they were intended to and or offline from the midline. Now, the lab resets again and the process is trial and error. The bite problem in Gail's example do not happen every time. Most cases he receives are excellent and he has only had a couple of patients that had multiple resets. However. When there have been multiple resets, Gail and the team try to figure out how some dentists have improved bite registrations and as a result, enjoy more predictable outcomes. Following are tips and tricks for bite registration problems. Gail says that taking the extra minutes to do these things could save hours of chair time and additional visits that cost you money. Double and triple check the bite and occlusion record before sending it back for reset. In the worst case scenario, he describes, Gail wouldn't attribute the problem to a lack of skill on the part of the dentist. It could be that what feels comfortable for the patient today doesn't feel the same next time. Gail says if the dentist knows it's a tricky patient and the lab has done more than one reset, taking the opportunity to double and triple check the bite and occlusion record could help. Some dentists maybe don't take the time to do that. Maybe they just put in kind of visually line up things and think, okay, that's great. And then they send it back to us. We reset it and it's off again, Gail says. Gail says some dentists have the patients put the dentures in and swallow. This activity tends to put the jaw relation in the most optimal, comfortable, centric occlusion point that works. Another suggestion is taking some of the teeth off the try-in prosthesis. Then, instead of trying to get all of them to fit in perfect, you can try and get the bite correct on the front teeth, for example. Once you move some of the teeth, the dentist could put the try-in back in and have the patient swallow, and then see if the patient can get into their natural bite. Sometimes in difficult cases, Gail says, the only way forward is to take a step back. Gail says you shouldn't feel bound by the height the lab has given you. When taking the bite registration between the wax rims, examine it to see if you should have some wax-shaped way because the patients open a bit too much. If you don't feel that's right for the patient, trim a little wax off and there, and maybe use a little bit more of the bite registration material. Gail says adding that the height adjustment helps the lab make it better fit. He also suggests using Q-tips or sticks to line up in the midline. Put two of them in a cross perpendicular pattern to show the midline. It shows us that you've lined up the midlines and that you have a horizontal plane that you want to set it to. Gail says of the perpendicular indication of the midline, taking a little extra time on the first occlusal rim step could be the best trick that I would recommend. Getting adequate bite registration is a significant challenge of denture production, but it's hardly the only area that can affect the outcome of the prosthesis. Here are a few things outside of bite registration that you can do to make a big difference to your lab. Gill isn't suggesting you send the whole patient record or anything like that that would violate HIPAA regulations. However, knowing the patient's age and whether this is their first set of dentures or replacement makes a big difference in how the lab sets up the angle of the teeth. If they've had been wearing dentures for a while, you want a passive flat plane occlusion that is very easy for them to move around in, Gill explains. Somebody newer to dentures or a younger patient could use a little steeper angle on the teeth to give them more intercuspidation to chew with. Gail encourages dentists to be more open to doing preliminary evaluations of the case before determining how to proceed. The lab can help patients who have been in dentures for a while, improving their denture retention and restore their smile, he says. Implant retained dentures or rebuilding the ridge with a bar type denture increases the height and can aid denture retention. It also addresses the sunk in appearance, long time denture wearers offer suffer from. We're adding a bar in there to restore some of their height and get their jaw back open a little bit to give them a more full-faced look again, Gail says. Incorporating implants with removable work is an option for many cases. Moreover, many clinicians can place the implants themselves using today's technology, which can streamline the process when compared to involving a third-party surgeon. Be open to working with their lab, whomever it may be, to pick the best suited option for that patient, Gail says. Instead of just making a new plastic denture, maybe spice it up a bit and do an aesthetic enhancement while restoring with a better functional appliance for them. Along the same lines as the new ways to retrain removable dentures, Gail says dentists should consider the new ways to fabricate dentures. Digital dentures have improved a lot and continue to make new breakthroughs. Up until now, digital dentures had some drawbacks on the material side, Gail says. The material was used in digital fabrication, they were more brittle than traditional acrylics that the lab uses. However, that has changed. Some of those traditional manufacturers have entered the digital age and provide their materials to support a digital workflow. Now I can mill a denture today out of material I trust, like Lucitone 199. Another early drawback with digital fabrication was that scanning technology was not sufficient. Scanning soft tissues has always been an issue. However, per Gale, scanning technology is also much better. Intra-Old scanner cameras these days can get much more accurate scans of soft tissue, something that you could trust is going to be an accurate enough to build a denture on. And that's enough to be comfortable for the patient and retentive. All for the non-physical, intangible style of workflow, Gale says. While digital dentures are a little scary for some dentists, those who embrace technology enjoy many benefits. They can use a digital scanner and send the file without taking physical impressions. Gail says the lab could then produce a digital mock-up of the denture and could take a bite, as well as check the tooth mold size in one visit, reducing the number of visits needed for dentures and speed up chair time for them too. It's up to the lab to be familiar with those options. Gail says, but the dentist should get a little experience under his or her belt, too. There are drawbacks still, of course. Not everyone is using the technology for dentures and the costs are still high for fully digital workflows. Also, it's new and it can be challenging to get used to when you've been doing it the old way. However, Gail says that will change in time. Acknowledging the technology can also help improve this whole process for everybody, Gail says. You can find this article written by Terry Lively, October 10th, 2019, in the Dental Products Report magazine. The link is located in the show notes.